Good morning, Pathway. How are we doing? Amen. Praise God. Anybody love Jesus? Amen. Hallelujah. All right. Got a lively bunch this morning. Praise God. Let's jump into the Word. Amen. The most important thing and the reason that we're here. We want to jump into God's Word this morning. I believe that God has some awesome things in store for us. God wants to do some healing in the body of Christ. Amen. And I believe there's a healing word for you if you'll just connect your faith with me. And let's, let's go on this journey together. Luke chapter 5, if you would, please. We're going to pick up a narrative in the fifth chapter of the book of Luke. Jesus had just got through teaching by the lake of Genesaret, and he had instructed um, the, uh, the disciples, Peter, to launch out into the deep for a catch. And when they did, they obeyed and they brought in a massive harvest of fish. And coming on down to verse 15 is where we're going to pick this up. Luke chapter 5, verse 15 says, but so much the more went there a fame abroad of him and great multitudes. Now pay particular attention to the language that's being used here. And great multitudes came together to hear and to be healed by him of their infirmities. And he withdrew himself into the wilderness and prayed. And it came to pass on a certain day as he was teaching, notice that phrase, that there were Pharisees and doctors of the law sitting by, which were come out of every town of Galilee and Judea and Jerusalem. And the power of the Lord was present to heal them. Notice that. Verse 18, and behold, men brought into bed a man which was taken with a palsy or a paralysis. And they sought means to bring him in and to lay him before him. And when they could not find by what way they might bring him in because of the multitude, they went upon the housetop and let him down through the tiling with his couch into the midst before Jesus. And when he saw their faith, he said unto him, man, your sins are forgiven you. And the scribes and the Pharisees began to reason saying, who is this which speaks blasphemies? Who can forgive sins but God alone? But Jesus perceived their thoughts. He answering said unto them, What reason you in your heart? Whether it's easier to say your sins be forgiven you or to say rise up and walk, but that you may know that the Son of Man has power on earth to forgive sins. He said unto the sick of the palsy, I say unto you, Arise, take up your couch, and go into your house. And immediately he rose up before them, and took, upon that, and took up that whereupon he lay and departed to his own house, glorifying God. And they were all amazed and they glorified God and were filled with fear, saying, we have seen strange things today. Amen. Hallelujah. Now, this may be a familiar portion of Scripture to you, but that's exactly what we're going to be addressing today because many times it's the things that you've heard and it's the things that you think you know that could become the biggest danger zone. Right. Are you with me? It's the things that you think you know. Oh, I know that. Do you? What do you know this morning? Huh? Yeah, just a rhetorical question. We want to get into this this morning. So open up your heart with me, please. Uh, in Ephesians chapter 1, Paul the Apostle, there's a prayer that's prayed there. The Holy Spirit gives us through the Apostle Paul where he prays for the church at Ephesus and for all those who believe on the Lord that those uh, that are believers, that they would receive. He said, I pray continually that you'll receive the spirit of wisdom and revelation 
in the knowledge of him, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, amen? So I want you to join with me as we delve into this today. I believe that God's gonna speak to us. We're gonna hear his voice, amen? Father, we thank you for the precious, holy, written word of God. Lord, we declare and we know uh, because you've shown us that you are the living word, Father God, and you use the written word to reveal your person. You reveal who you truly are, who you want us uh, to know and to see about you. Father, I pray that you would give unto each one of us this morning the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of you, Lord, and the knowledge of being in you that we're your child, that we're your kids, that we belong to you. Lord, and that the eyes of our understanding would be enlightened, illuminated and flooded with light from heaven, Lord. God, help us to see truth that sets us free. Help us to step into new places of understanding. Lord, help us to step beyond the veil. Lord, those things that have attempted to block us and to keep us away from and apart from your truth, from understanding and having knowledge from heaven, that we may rise up in faith and with confidence boldly access and apprehend that for which you've bought and paid for. And we praise you for it today in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. amen. Luke chapter five, once again, if you'll notice verse 15, the scripture begins by saying, so much the more there went a fame abroad of him. And notice this phrase, and great multitudes, plural, came together to hear and to be healed by him of their infirmities, amen? Notice that the multitudes did not come just to be healed, but the multitudes came together to do what? First, they came to hear and to be healed, amen? Say that phrase out, out loud with me. Say, they came to hear, came to hear. And, to and to be healed. What came first, the healing or the hearing? Amen? I want you to begin to see some things this morning. Look, Luke chapter 6, if you'll just look over a few verses, the very next chapter. And you understand, this is, this is Dr. Luke, right? He's the physician. So it's interesting that the Holy Spirit handpicked him as one of the writers of the synoptic gospels because uh, if you back up even a little bit, just a few verses before this, there was a leper that came to Jesus. And uh, the scripture says uh, that he sought to be healed uh, but Luke will tell you things like the man was full of leprosy or he was covered with leprosy. A little bit more thorough diagnosis from Dr. Luke. You understand? So he's going to point out some things as a doctor uh, that some of the others might not point out. Why? Because he's a doctor. He's interested in seeing how are these people getting healed, right? What's going on here? And, and, and in uh, verse 15 of chapter 5, he, he gives us an insight here. He says, they came not just to be healed, but they came to what? Both to hear and to be healed. Amen. Luke chapter 6. We'll see this again in verse 17. It says, and Jesus, he came down with them and he stood in the plain and the company of his disciples and a great multitude of people out of all Judea and Jerusalem and from the seacoast of Tyre and Sidon, which came to what? To hear, say it out loud, to hear. And what? To be healed of their diseases. And they that were vexed with unclean spirits and they were healed 
Verse 19, and the whole multitude sought to touch him for there went virtue or power out of him and he healed them all. Hallelujah. Say it, he healed them all. How many? How many of them? He healed them all. Huh? Who was it that he healed all? All of who? All who came to hear and to be healed. Amen. I want to talk to you about uh, just a simple title would be doctor's orders. Amen. What? To hear and to be healed. Amen. Let's look at this again. I want you to see some things. Uh, if you'll turn with me or uh, look on your device there, Proverbs chapter 4, verse 20, we're going to see this again. We're going to look at a, a few different uh, illustrations of this from the Word. I want to drive this point home that God has made provision for each one of us as our healer. Do you believe that? Exodus chapter 15, verse 26 says, uh, and if we diligently listen to the voice of the Lord our God and we will do that which is right in his sight, if we will give ear to his commandments, if we'll keep all of his statutes, God says, I will permit none of these diseases upon you that I've permitted upon the, the Egyptians or those that are outside of Israel. He says, for I am the Lord that heals you. Amen. It's one of those Hebrew compound names of Jehovah, and many of them are given to us throughout the scriptures. But here in Exodus 15, 26, you're in Proverbs 4, I know, but he says, I'm the Lord who heals you, Jehovah Rapha. Amen? Jehovah Rapha. I am the Lord who heals you. Jehovah literally translated means the self-existent one who reveals himself as. Amen? So Jehovah being the self, he's not dependent on anybody else. Amen? He's the self-existent one who reveals himself, what? As healer. Amen? Is he our healer? Do we have a healer? Come on, Pathway Church. Do we have a healer? Hallelujah. If we have a healer, then many times the question runs across people's minds, well, then why aren't people healed? Amen? Hallelujah. This is what we're going to dig into. Amen? Because Ephesians chapter one says what God wants to give you and I, what the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge, what you got to know something, right? The knowledge of him and being in him. And then what, when you know something divinely, when heaven reveals something to you, what? Then the eyes of your understanding can be open. What? Then when you know something, then you can what? See something. Amen. So if you're not seeing something, it's probably because what? You don't really know something. See, this is the danger zone when you think what? Oh, I know that scripture. Big problem. Are you with me? Oh, I've heard that scripture. Big problem. Because we're not talking about what you've heard. We're talking about what you are hearing and hearing and hearing. Amen? What are we being inundated with on a daily basis right now? What do you hear everywhere? Huh? I don't have to tell you what. Everything you hear, COVID right? And if you sit and you listen to that day after day, day after day, what's happening? See, Dr. Luke tells us that these crowds and these multitudes, they didn't just come to be healed. They came first to what? Hear. Amen? Why? Romans chapter 10, verse 17. Faith comes by what? Hearing and hearing by the word of God. Amen? So I want you to see what comes first. Why have I not been healed, Lord? See, we're, we're, we're praying for answers to questions. 
We're praying for solutions to problems. We're, we're asking the Lord to those who may be here or those who are listening, watching by streaming, however you may be hearing this voice. Why have I not received? Why do I not have? And listen, this doesn't just, is not relegated to physical healing only. This is healing for what? Healing for relationships. What? Healing in other areas of your life. Uh, Third John chapter one, the one chapter in verse three, the Bible says, beloved, I pray above all things that you may, what? Number one, prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. What are you listening to? Amen? Your soul is your mind, your will, your emotions. What are you hearing on a daily basis? Because faith is a now proposition. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1. Now faith is. Say now faith. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things that are not seen. Amen? God is a right now God, church. He exists perpetually in the here and the now. Amen? It doesn't matter what he's done yesterday only as far as what I'm going through right now. And it doesn't matter exactly what he's going to do in the future. God exists for you and I eternally, perpetually, continually in the now. Right now, amen. He says, I'm the Lord who what? Healed you? No. What? Going to? I'm just, God's getting, he's just about ready to. No. God, what? I am the Lord that heals you. Amen. I am. Say it, I am. I am. Huh? What did Moses, uh, he said, Lord, who should I say sent me when God said go and tell and confront Pharaoh? He said, you tell him, I am. And what does that mean? It's like basically there's so much to say, I am pretty much sums it up, right? I am. When the I am says I am, then what? I am. Are you with me? Yes. Say it out loud, I am healed. Yes. Amen. What are you hearing? What are you listening to? Whose voice have you decided that you're going to hear? Amen. Ephesians chapter one, where he says this, it's so important because he wants the eyes of our heart to be opened. Beloved, I wish above all things that you may prosper and be in health, even as your soul prospers. Second Corinthians four, four is very revealing though. In verse three and four, Paul, the apostle pens these words. He says, but if our gospel is hid, it is hidden to those that are lost, in whom the God of this world, that's the little G-O-D, that's talking about Satan, in whom the God of this world has blinded the minds of them which believe not. Why? Lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. Amen? Psalm 119 says, the, the word of God is a lamp to our feet, and it's a light to our path. Amen? Psalm 119, verse 105 says, the entrance of your word, O Lord, gives light. Hallelujah. It gives understanding to the simple, amen? The entrance, what is it? The entrance of his what? Of his word, amen? The entrance of his word. God's word has to find entrance into mine and your life and into our heart. How's that gonna happen? Primarily through what we hear, amen? Proverbs chapter four, are you still there? Hallelujah. You thought I forgot, didn't you? <laughs> Verse 20, my son, attend to my words. To my what? To my words. Incline your ear to my sayings. Verse 21, let them not depart from your eyes. 
Keep them in the midst of your heart. Why? Verse 22, for they are life to those that find them and health to all their flesh. This word health in the Hebrew literally translates into the word medicine. Somebody say medicine. His words are life, amen, to those who find them and medicine, health to all of our flesh. That's our entire body, amen. Everything that has to do with our physical being, his words are life. If you want to live, what do you need? You need life. Where are you going to get life from? Huh? You're going to go buy a bottle of life? Huh? They're going to drink life water, right? His words. Jesus said in John chapter 6, verse 63, the words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. Say it, life. life. Amen. See, you're not going to die. You're going to live. Amen. If you get into the God's word and you hear God's word, you're not going to die. You're going to what? Live. Amen. You may say, how can you say that boldly? Because it's not my words. Whose words? Who said this? God said this. Amen. And he says here, very instructively, my son, attend to my words. Incline your what? Incline your ear to my sayings. Isn't that what Luke is bringing out? They came, the multitudes came to do what? They came to hear and what else? To be healed. But the healing didn't come first. What came first? You notice in Proverbs chapter four, the life and the healing and the medicine of the word to all of your flesh, it didn't come first. What came first? See, here's the thing. When we focus on healing and when we cry out to God for healing, because when we have issues and God is, understand, God is very interested in your healing, amen? He's very interested. He loves, he wants to actually demonstrate his power in that way because he wants to show you his love, amen? He didn't go to the cross for no reason. He didn't take the, you know, it's interesting that this is all tied up in Calvary and in the crucifixion. When Jesus was on his way to Golgotha's hill, if he was going to only purchase our salvation through forgiveness of sins only, through bearing our transgressions and our iniquities and all of our sins, then he could have bypassed the whipping post. But sometimes we forget about, it. he didn't just go straight to the, to the Calvary's hill. He didn't just go straight to the cross. He went by a place called the whipping post where he took stripes upon his back. Amen? Why is that? Because the scripture reveals to us that when he was being beaten upon his back, he wasn't just being beaten because of something that he did. The Bible says in that moment, he was bearing our sickness. He was carrying our sorrows, our pains, our diseases. Amen? With his stripes, we are healed. Amen? Is that a reality? If Jesus ever healed one person... He will heal you. Are you hearing me this morning? But when you and I focus ourselves on health, when we cry out to God through prayer and healing, so much of the time when we do that, we'll, we'll rush to prayer. Too many times I, I see Christians do this. We make the mistake by rushing to prayer. You shouldn't just rush to prayer when it comes to healing. What you need to do is you need to stop and take time to hear. Amen? Why? Faith comes by hearing. Hearing by the word of God. Doesn't it make sense to build yourself up in the word of God first? Huh? Find out what God said. Don't you think he's interested in what he, he wants us to be interested in what he said? Sometimes we want to just rush into the throne room, so to speak, and grab our healing and run out without stopping and taking time to do what? Hear what he said. What did he say? 
And it isn't just a matter of what you know and you've heard. I know you may be able to quote all the healing scriptures this morning. I'm not talking about that. You understand? I'm not talking about how many healing scriptures you can quote. I'm talking about is the word of God actively living in your heart right now, right? That's where you're at. That's where you and I are, all of us. What's act, is his word actively living in my heart at this moment right now? Am I continually hearing it? Because here's the mistake, guys. When we focus ourselves on healing, healing is God's part, amen? Healing is God's business. He's the one who does the healing. Even when you get medicine from doctors, even if you get surgery, thank God for all those things. But, and, and I'm very grateful for the medical profession. But doctors and medicine, they can't heal. You understand? Who does healing? God is the healer. Amen? He's the one who does the healing. So when you and I only focus on healing, what? We're focusing on God's part. God's like, I want you to shift your focus around on what I do. And let's talk about what your part is right? My part is to do what? My part is to hear. God's part is to what? Heal. You see that? This is why you and I have got to see this for what it is today that God wants to bring healing to you. But what he's saying to you and I, and what he's been saying to me, because I'm just sharing with you what he's been showing to me over the last several weeks. He's like, Brent, if you need healing, you think that's what you need? He said, you don't need the healing. What you need to do is you need to start hearing. You understand what I'm saying? If your, he, if your healing is not where it needs to be, what? Then your hearing is probably not where it needs to be. I mean, if your healing is low, it's probably because you're what? Your hearing's low, right? What do we need to do? It's time to do what? See, this is the good news. This isn't bad. I know some of you look at me like, man, I wish you'd hush. Listen, this is the good news because if healing is tied to and wrapped up in your healing, you and I can control it. Are you with me? I can control what I listen to. I can control how many, he how many sermons on healing have I listened to lately, right? If I'm going through something, what do I need to do? I need to turn off the Netflix. I need to turn off the Amazon Prime. I need to put some other stuff away. And I need to do what? I need to hear what God is saying. Are you with me? What are you listening to? Amen? What are you listening to? The disciples or the multitudes that were there were the disciples in Jesus' ministry on more than one occasion. It's pointed out to us that they did not come just to be healed, but they came to what? To hear. Say it with me, hear. They came to hear and to be healed. Amen? Hallelujah. My son, attend to my words. What does that mean? That means putting God's words first attending to his words. If you meet somebody and you say, hey, can you meet me for lunch or something? And they say, no, uh, I can't do that right now. I've got some business to what? Attend to. What are you saying? Something else has got to come first. My son, attend to my words. Put God's words, what? First. Somebody say it strong with me. Do you believe this? Come on, don't make me feel like I'm up here by myself. Putting God's word first, Amen. Why would he bring healing quickly to us if his word is in second place, third place, fourth place? What does he want you and I to do? He's like, don't focus on the healing, focus on your hearing. Amen? If his word is life and medicine to all of my flesh, what? If his word is medicine, if I need healing, I need to what? Double up on the medicine. Amen? Triple up on the medicine. 
Get it in my eyes. Get it in my ears, amen? And if you, listen, if you will do this, church, if you will get God's word coming through your your eye gate coming through your ear gate, hearing it over and over and over again, it will begin to drive sickness away. It will begin to drive disease out of your body. Amen. I believe we need to hear this now more than ever before, amen, because of all of the onslaught that's around us, amen, all of the things that we're being inundated with on a regular basis. So he says, my son, attend to my words, incline your ear to my sayings. Let's look at a couple of things, just a couple uh, for sake of time that Jesus said. Let's look at a couple of the sayings of Jesus because he told us to do what? Incline our ear to his sayings. Mark chapter four, verse 24. Look at this. Mark chapter four, verse 24. Jesus said this. He says, take heed what you hear. And with what measure you meet or with, uh, with what measure you sow, it shall be measured to you. And unto you that here, say it, that here shall more be given. So first of all, Jesus gives us a warning by take heed. You know, that's a beware, watch out, right? It's a warning. Take heed what you hear. Say that with me. Take heed what you hear. Beware of what you hear. Why, Jesus? Because he says, with what measure that you sow, it'll be measured to you. And Unto you that hear shall more be given. Unto who? Who gets more? The one who does what? Hears. Hallelujah. Yeah, let it sink in. Somebody say, wow. I heard somebody say it. Everybody say, wow. It is a wow statement. Amen. Who gets more? Do you want more of Jesus? Do you want more of his power manifesting in your life? Do you want more of his goodness? Do you want breakthroughs? Do you want miracles? He says, beware what you hear. Why? Because the one who unto you that hears shall more be given. So what does he say? What you hear is the key to more. Amen. What you hear. What's the key to having more? What you hear. Hallelujah. Luke chapter eight, verse 18. Here's another one. Jesus says, take heed, therefore, how you hear. Somebody say, how you hear. hear. Yeah, now here's a whole different concept. He said, I thought that was the same thing, Brent. No. He says, first of all, take heed what you hear. And then he turns around and he says, take heed what? How you hear. Does it matter how you hear? Have you ever thought about it before? Does that matter? Obviously it does because Jesus said something about it. And he says here, take heed how you hear for whosoever has... To him shall be given, or you could say shall be given more. And whoever, whosoever has not from him shall be taken even that which he seems to have. What is that talking about? Is it possible to seem to have something and maybe not really have it? Huh? I thought I had. I thought I knew that scripture, but see, you notice Proverbs 4 where we were. He said, what? First of all, attend to my words. Incline your ear to my sayings. Then he says, what? Let them not depart from your eyes. Why? They're trying to get away from you. You understand? Let them. That says what? If they get away from you, then who let it happen? We did. Right? Let them not depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your eyes. You can't keep something that you didn't already have. Right? 
It means you had to have at some point seen it. You had to at some point understood it. You had to at one point grabbed hold of it and apprehended it. But what? The enemy is trying to steal it from you. The enemy will take it away from you. And how will he do it? With distraction. He'll come in with voices. He'll come in with subtlety. Remember the Garden of Eden? How did he come in there? He came and he was able to pick the pocket of Adam and Eve by coming in and with a subtle lie. Did God really say? What did he question? What did he question? He questioned what he said. What he said. Adam knew what he heard, didn't he? He knew what he heard. But what? He didn't keep hearing it. He didn't keep hearing it. You got to do what? Come on, help me out, church. You got to keep what? Amen. It, is, it doesn't matter what you heard 10 years ago. It doesn't matter what word or level of the word you were walking in two years ago. And you may be new to this. Maybe you're just a few months or weeks into this thing. That's fine. But be warned because there's a danger zone of hearing something, seeing something, learning it, knowing it, and beginning to walk in it, and then staying in that place because there's so many things that will want to come along and pull you out of it. The enemy's tricky. He uses all kinds of stuff, he, especially the physical realm. The, the admonition of the New Testament is, is we walk by faith and not by Sight. It's he comes in with what you he, with what you see. He comes in with what you feel. And if you begin to measure the promises and the provision of God in any area of what He's done and bought and paid for, if He can if He can get you into that area of what you he, of what you feel and what you see, then He can rob you of what God has done. Amen. He can rob you of what God has provided for you. I'm, uh, this wasn't in the first service, but you remember when Peter was walking on the water? The Bible says that Jesus was, he came walking to them in the fourth watch of the night and the disciples were in the middle of the lake and there was a storm and there was a wind and they were toiling against the wind. And Jesus, the Bible says, he came walking to them on the sea. How many of you believe that? Yeah? He came walking to them on the sea and they all cried out. They thought he was a ghost. They didn't understand. You know, Jesus is always hard to discern in the middle of a storm. You hear me? Uh, sometimes, it's un he's this, sometimes it's hard to recognize him moving in the middle of a storm. Peter, when they, he said, be of good cheer, it's me. And when Peter understood that it was Jesus, he said, well, let me come out there where you are, Lord. And Jesus just said, come. And Peter, the Bible says, stepped out of the boat and began walking on the water to Jesus. But what happened? When he got halfway out there or partway, the Bible says, and Peter seeing the wind, right? Seeing the waves boisterous and strong, feeling the wind strong against him, he began to sink. Jesus, John chapter one, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God and the word was God. Jesus is the word of God. When Peter took his eyes off of the word of God and got his eyes on what he could feel. See, the wind represents things you can feel. The waves represent things you can see. You with me? When he got his eyes on what he could feel and what he could see, and off the word of God, what happened? He began to sink. You see how it works? What are you listening to? What are you hearing? Amen? 
That's what we're talking about this morning, because this is something that I learned a long time ago when, as just a young man, I was able to sit under the ministry of Dr. Kenneth E. Hagan. God sent me to his school. I was early 20s, and I sat under his ministry, and he would, he would admonish us, and really he would warn us, even as young men and young women being trained for the ministry, he would say, there's two areas that the enemy will fight you on more than any other in your life. You guys hear me? He said, and that's in the area of prosperity in your finances, and that's the area of healing. Remember, beloved, I wish above all things that you may what? Prosper, be in health, even as your soul prosper. He'll fight you in those areas more than any other. And so because of that, and then you learn this as you start to get older and you've walked in it a while, uh, you, sometimes you have to start dealing with more stuff, but there's, there's this veil of darkness that the enemy tries to hide from you. That's what the God of this world is there to do, to blind your eyes so that you don't see it. You don't understand it, so if you don't see it, you're not going to walk in it. Amen? That's why you need the Holy Spirit to reveal to you what? I don't just need healing. I don't need to just focus on healing. What I need to do is I need to up my game on hearing, right? Where is the, where is the answer at? The Lord's like, you need healing? No, what you need to do is you need to hear, amen? You need to sit down. Remember Martha and Mary? Remember those two? Martha was what she was clamoring around the house. She was trying her best to do things, to wait on all the disciples and cook the food and do good things. But she got mad at her sister because she was doing what? She was doing what? She was sitting at the feet of Jesus hearing. Martha got mad. Rebuke her, Lord. She should come help me. And he said to her, he said, no. He said, Martha, you're concerned about a lot of different things. You got a lot of anxiety and a lot of worries about stuff. But Mary has chosen the better thing. And that was what? Sitting at his feet. Some of you just need to take time and sit at the feet of Jesus. I just sense that in my spirit right now. Some of you, you got, you're tired, you're wearied, you're doing things that we're being, we're being bombarded on so many sides from so many different things. And what you really need, you think, and what you think is, I just need the money. I just need the breakthrough. I need the job. I need the whatever it is that you think you need. No, you don't, sweetheart. What, no, seriously, hear what I'm saying. What do you need? You really need the most is you need to just sit at his feet and listen to him. Why? Because he will give you his words and his words will heal you. His words, see, they're not just, words are spiritual things. That's what Jesus meant when he said, the words I speak unto you, their spirit and their life, they go into the heart of the problem. Words bypass all the physical things and they go straight to the, they are spiritual things. They, if, you know, to fight spiritual battles, you need spiritual weapons. No, you know, we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, right? We don't fight with, we can't fight the devil with a physical weapon, right? It's, you're dealing with spirits, evil spirits and wickedness that's trying to defeat you, trying to destroy you, trying to kill you, Right? The devil means business about this stuff, guys. He's not playing games, right? He's more serious about defeating you than many times you and I are serious about winning and having victory, amen? But the answers have already been given to us. 
The provision has already been made for us, but it's not God's part that we have to focus on when we cry out for healing. God's like, you need to do your part, and that's what? Get yourself up in the chair, open your book up, get your pen and paper out, and like a good student in school, and what? Listen to what he is saying. Take heed, he says in Luke 8, 18. Take heed how you hear. How do you hear? That's the question. Well, okay, I understand. Take heed and beware of what I hear. What does this mean about take heed and beware of how I hear? 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 12 and 13. I'm running out of time. 1 Thessalonians 2, verse 12 and 13. I don't know if you have that where you can put it up. That'd be great. Verse 12 says that you would walk worthy of God who has called you into his kingdom and glory. Verse 13 For this cause also thank we God without ceasing, because when you received the word of God, which you did what? You heard of us. Say it, you heard of us. You received it, how? Not as the word of men, but as it is in truth, the word of God. Hallelujah. Which effectually works also in you that believe. Let me read this out of a couple of other translations. I love this same verse. 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 13. In the Amplified Version, it says, and we also especially thank God continually for this, that when you received the message of God, which you heard from us, you welcomed it not as the word of mere men, but as it is truly the word of God, which effectually, uh, which is effectually at work in you who believe exercising its superhuman power in those who adhere to and trust in and rely on it. Hallelujah. Anybody like that? Exercising its superhuman power. Say that. That's a fun, just say that for funsies. Superhuman power. The Passion Translation reads this way in verse 13. This is why we continually thank God for your lives because you received our message wholeheartedly, right? as opposed to, what, half-heartedly, right? Wholeheartedly. You embraced it not as the fabrication of men, but as the Word of God. And the Word continues to be an energizing force in you who believe, amen? An energizing force with superhuman power. Anybody believe the Word can do that? See, it's all about what you believe. If you don't believe God's Word can be that way and do that in your life, then guess what, friend? It won't be. You understand? Why? Beware how you hear it. How do you hear it? Telling you right now, the the woman with the issue of blood, if you understand that story in Mark chapter 5, the Bible says that there was this woman who had been hemorrhaging internally for 12 years, and when she heard of Jesus, when she what? When she heard of Jesus, the Bible says that she came in the press behind and she touched the hem of his garment. Amen? Amen. And immediately she was made whole of that plague. But she came because she heard something. Amen? But it's, it's, it's how she approached the Word of God. Does it matter how you approach God's Word? That's what we're talking about. When he says, beware how you hear it, he's saying the way you approach the Word of God has everything to do with your healing. 
If you approach it as, a, as just another opinion, if this is me, if I'm just a man up here and I'm sharing you, with you man's opinions, you'll walk out the door or you'll continue to live your life and things will continue to progressively get worse. But if you will approach God's word like this woman did, she approached it in faith. She heard something and the Bible says that she actually continued to say within herself, if I can just touch his clothes, I'll be whole. If I can just touch his clothes, I'll be whole. Amen. She, she, she heard something, but she mixed her faith with it. I love that. Hebrews, right? Hebrews chapter, what is it? Chapter four, somewhere around there. It says that those who heard the word, it didn't profit them because they didn't mix faith with it, right? You got to hear it. You got to mix your faith with it, but it matters how you esteem God's word. Is God's word the most important thing in your life? Amen? Is God's word, do you esteem it above your necessary food? Is God's word absolutely, without question, life to you? Is it absolutely and without question, it's medicine and healing to all of my flesh? See, what the problem is, guys, is we've put God on one plane and we've put his word on another plane. Because there's most of us who say God can do anything. Would you agree to that? But would you dare say God's word can do anything? Because God and his word are one. Are you with me? If God can do anything, God's word can do anything. Because why? It is the DNA. It's the blueprint. It is the building blocks that created everything that you and I see in the universe. When God got ready to, to create the worlds, he did it what? He did it with his words. He spoke and said what? Light be. And it was. Amen? Hallelujah. When you go back, if God's word created everything, doesn't it stand to reason that his word can correct and restore anything that goes wrong? Come on, church. Are you with me? It's a matter of you and I getting ourselves in position. It isn't a matter of what he can do. It's never about what God can do. Really, if you want to examine it, it takes zero faith to say God can do something. Kind of stands the reason. If you're God, if you're, if you're going to be God, you don't get the job of being God unless you can do everything, right? Sorry, you don't get to be God unless you can do anything. He can. That doesn't produce faith. But what does produce faith is when you and I hear it, and we hear it, and we hear it, and we hear Because why? The more you hear something, the more you begin to believe something. Amen? And sometimes you got to hear it over and over and over. I don't know about you, but there's been truths that God has tried to get across to me, and I may not have gotten it till the 35th time I heard it, but eventually what? The light came on. You ever heard something, and you've heard it quoted, and you've heard it dictated, or you've heard it ministered on, and all of a sudden, one day, boom, what? The light comes on. And all of a sudden, you're like, whoa. Man, I have, I have quoted that or heard that a hundred times, and all of a sudden, all of a sudden, what? Boom. God just brings you right into that, and it becomes an epiphany to you. Amen? Light shone. See, that's what happens. What happened? You got a flash of light on the heart, and in your understanding, in your eyes, you saw something. Amen. Are you seeing something this morning? Because see, as you hear this word, you know what's happening? God's word is becoming life to you. Amen. As you hear this this morning, God's word is being medicine to all of your flesh. But it matters how you hear it. You have to hear it. And you have to receive it as it is the word of God. Amen. Jesus in his own hometown. And I'm going to close with this. 
in Mark chapter 6. You know, Jesus didn't do what he did on the earth as a man uh, only to just, you know, he had to do everything he did as a man, but he didn't do the things that he did to prove that he was God. He didn't, he wasn't here to do that. In fact, the devils tried to, they'd manifest and say, you can't cast us out because we know who you are. You're the son of God. And they tried to purport continually, you're the son of God. You're the son. He didn't say that. He said about himself, he said, I'm the son of man. Because men were the ones who were given authority to operate in the earth. And when the devil said, you're the son of God, he was trying to say, you can't come down here and do this because you're God. But Jesus didn't do what he did in the earth as God. He did it as a man anointed by God, right? Otherwise, you and I have no good uh, example to follow, right? If he's God, then it's like, sorry, kids, don't try this at home, right? Everything he did in those three and a half years of ministry, he was showing you and I what a real man looks like because Adam is the one who lost it and Jesus came as the last Adam to get it back and to show you and I, now you follow after me, right? How are you going to do that though? John chapter 10, he says, my sheep hear my voice. Are you with me? And the voice of a stranger, they will not follow. Amen? Hallelujah. So in his own hometown, it says he came in there into his own country with his disciples and he began to teach in the synagogue and many hearing him were astonished and they began to say, who is this man who has these things? Isn't this the carpenter? Isn't, don't we know his mother Mary and we know his brothers, Judas and, and, uh, and Judah and Simon, right? His sisters are here with us. In verse three, it says, and they were offended at him. They heard glorious things coming out of his mouth, but they got what? Did they receive it with joy? Not in his hometown. They said they were, the Bible says they were offended at him. And Jesus said, a prophet is not without honor, but in his own country and among his own kin and in his own house. So they dishonored him. And when, what? How do you see, how do you dishonor God? One of the biggest ways that we dishonor God is because we dishonor his word. And it isn't because we're saying something. A lot of times we just do it with our actions because what? We ignore it. Or we put it into that category. Yeah, I've heard that. What is that? Hmm? Disrespectful. Is that disrespectful? To say, yeah, I've heard that. No, no, no. You got to stir yourself up. It doesn't matter how many times you've heard it. Because all that is is rebellion. You understand? And God's looking at you and I saying, will you hear what I've got to say? Because watch what happened to them. Bible says he could there. As a result of this, it says Jesus, it doesn't say he would not do. In verse five, it says he could there do no mighty work except he laid his hands on a few sick folk and he healed them. And Jesus marveled because of their unbelief. And so he went around all the villages, what? Rebuking everybody? No. He went around doing what? Teaching. Because why? Teaching is how faith can come. Hallelujah. What are you listening to? What are you hearing? Everybody stand on your feet, if you would, please. Please, in a, in a heart and in a continued attitude to receive. I hope you know that I love you. Sometimes my ministry, I feel like sometimes it's a little bit strong. It may seem a little bit harsh. I hope that you didn't receive it that way. I'm just interested in seeing the body of Christ come up to a higher level because healing is not that difficult. In fact, and I didn't have time to get into it, but the man who was lowered down through the roof, 
We read it earlier in Luke chapter 5. He broke up the tile and came down through the roof. Jesus looked at the man and he said something interesting to him. He didn't say, you're healed. He said, man, your sins are forgiven you. Why did he address that? See, if anything that we have in the Bible, it's very, very specific. The Holy Spirit bring, is bringing it out for something very important. Jesus addressed this issue. He doesn't answer us. Many times we're crying out for one thing, for an answer, and he starts talking to us about something that seems unrelated to what we're praying about. What did, what did the man on the couch need? He needed healing because he was paralyzed, right? So why didn't Jesus look at him and say, okay, you're healed of your paralysis? He didn't address that because he addressed what the man really needed, which was what? Your sins are forgiven you. See, it's all connected. Psalm 103 says, bless the Lord on my soul and all that's within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord on my soul and forget not all of his benefits who forgives all my iniquities and who heals all my diseases. They're connected, amen? But in order to receive healing in your body, many times you need to address this issue first. You need your sins forgiven first. Why? Because Jesus, when, see, the Pharisees and the doctors of the law, they rebuked him and they got seriously offended and said, who is this man that is blaspheming? Who can forgive sins but God only? Who do you think you are forgiving sins? So they believed that he could heal diseases, but they didn't believe that he could forgive sins. You notice that the things have reversed today. It's been flipped. You see how the enemies worked? Now today, everybody who believes in Christianity believes that Jesus can do what? Forgive sins. But where's the problem at? They're just not too sure about healing the diseases. You see how it's been flipped around? So Jesus is always going to address what needs to be spoken the most. So he looks at the man and says, your sins are forgiven you. Because why? He says, which one's easier to say? Your sins are forgiven or rise up and walk. He didn't say which one's harder. Because we think sometimes this thing, that we, you know, conditions, sicknesses, problems in our body, it can get built up in our minds so much that it's so difficult to receive. But to the Lord, he says, which one's easier? He didn't say which one's harder. He said, which one's easier? To say, your sins are forgiven? Or to say, rise up and walk. He said, but to prove to you that the Son of Man has power on earth to forgive sins, he said to him, rise up and walk. And he was. Everybody close your eyes. I want you to hear these words today. Really hear it. Don't allow yourself to be distracted. Receiving healing in your body is just as easy as receiving forgiveness of your sins. Jesus said in Mark chapter 11, verse 24, he said, what things soever you desire when you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. Right now, as an act of your faith and an act of your will, I want you to receive. Ask the Lord, forgive me of all of my sins. Just ask him to forgive you. And then as you do, believe that you receive forgiveness of all of you, every single last one of them. Doesn't matter what you've done. Doesn't matter where you've been, what you've said. Doesn't matter any of those things. If you have a heart to repent, do it now and say, Lord, I repent. Forgive me of my sins. And then with your faith, just receive it. Just receive it.
Come on, just receive his forgiveness. Lord, I receive. He loves you. He loves you more than you can comprehend. And it doesn't matter. Just come clean and say, Lord, I receive your forgiveness. Receive his forgiveness right now. Lord, we receive your forgiveness. And in it, listen, in the same vein of believing, Jesus said, which one is easier to receive forgiveness of your sins or to be healed in your body? If you have a condition in your body, whether you're in this room, whether you're watching online, in your homes, listening to this, if you're hearing the sound of this voice and you have a condition in your body right now, come on, everybody just stretch your hand out right now. You just lift up your heart and your faith. In expectation, which one's easier? Just as you received forgiveness of your sins, receive healing right now in Jesus' name. <laughs> Hallelujah. Come on. Faith is risen in this room. Faith is risen to those that are truly hearing it. Lord, we're not here just to be healed, but we're here to hear what you have to say because your words are life to us who have found them. Your words are healing and health and medicine to all of our flesh. Lord, we receive. Which one's easier? Lord, to you, they're both just as easy because you bought and paid for them with your own blood. Hallelujah. Come on, lift those hands and rejoice. Hallelujah. Come on, it's easy. Easy to receive. Easy to receive. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Oh, I give you praise. Listen to me. If your healing's been low, maybe it's because your hearing's been low. If your, if your healing has not been what you need it to be, it needs to be, uh, it needs to be increased. Don't just try to increase healing. Increase your hearing. Listen, healing begins where your hearing begins. When you start to hear, that's where your healing begins because it starts as a seed. And it grows, and it grows exceedingly. As the book of Acts says, the word of God increased mightily and prevailed. The nature of the word of God is to grow up, to become, and to prevail for anything and everything that you face in your life. Hear his word, church. Don't just go your way. See, healing begins. Doesn't mean it's instantaneous. Everybody look this way, and I'm going to turn it over to Pastor J.W., listen, sometimes we leave church and we just leave people hanging because they think, well, I, I believed I received, but now what do I do? Listen, hear his word. Amen? Some practical stuff, something that God took me back to because he had to take me back to this same thing. I'm not preaching to you something that I haven't been walking through and living. This is something I've been having to go through. Attacked. I've had more issues in my health in the last few weeks, but God had to bring me back. He said, what are you listening to, Brent? What are you hearing? So I had to repent. I had, but not just repent with what I said, but with my actions. How can I, I need more healing? I got to get busy hearing, right? How many sermons? I mean, I've been putting myself, I've been basically through healing seminars. I've been hearing it, hearing, hearing sermons, messages, teaching on healing. What can you do? Something practical. You can take your, you can take your phone, a little voice record. You can take and just begin to read God's word. Healing scriptures. It doesn't have to just be healing scriptures. Hearing the word of God. Record your own voice with healing scriptures and then just play it back and hear yourself over and over and over and over again. And what? Faith comes by having heard 
Right. Present tense, hearing and hearing. Say it out loud, hearing and hearing. The multitudes came together both to hear and to be healed by him of their infirmities. You receive this word today? Amen. Amen. Thank you for letting me come and share it with you. Awesome. That was an incredible word, incredible timely word. Uh, it takes me back to Sunday school when you when you used to sing, be careful little eyes what you see, be careful little ears what you hear. And I think right now we're hearing a lot of different things and I want you to focus your hearing on the word of God and watch how it blesses you guys. I'm going to pray for you all. We've got a special announcement for you right after service, but make sure if this is your first time here to stop by at the hospitality desk, I'd love to give you guys a gift. God, I pray a blessing over every single person in this room, every single person at home, God. I pray that your favor would be upon their lives, God. You would take care of their finances, God, their marriages, God, their relationships, and continue to speak life, God. But I pray that their ears would be open to hear your word. We love you and we thank you for an incredible week to come. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Guys, you are dismissed. We've got a special announcement for you right up here on the screens.